Hello, everyone, and welcome to another PowerMax Byte Chat, CTO Corner Edition. We're very pleased to have with us once again Adnan Sahin, who is our CTO and head of the performance group. And also joining us today is John Adams, who's a technical director and also in the performance group. How are you doing today, guys? Fine. I'm doing great. So, guys, maybe we can start with a little bit of your background, Adnan, and maybe we can talk a little bit more about John. Yeah, as you mentioned, Bruce, I run performance engineering in VMAX Group. I've been here at Dell EMC for be 20 years in October. Been working in storage performance my whole career. It's been pretty much all about doing storage performance testing and solving problems for customers and those sort of things. So today, we wanted to talk about performance benchmarking best practices, and I think the topic emanated from this idea that a lot of customers like to take our product and do their own performance benchmarking, their own proof-of-concept work. Why would you say some customers are compelled to do their own performance tests since we do them with such detail? And they also run bake-offs and other types of things. Would you say these kinds of tests are useful? I would say that they're useful primarily to understand if a given infrastructure, including the storage and their servers and their switches to support their application, to make sure that it'll support it properly. They need to run whatever the Oracle workload they have out there with a certain number of IOPS with a certain response time. They want to be able to test that in their environment. I've worked with several customers who have standardized tests that they run for every storage platform they bring into their shop. Some folks like to do it for competitive things. So, for instance, they bring in vendor A and vendor B, and they want to run them both and see how fast they go. Those can be not as interesting because usually what they end up doing is running what we'll call characterization tests, which are pure read miss or pure read hits or pure writes and things like that, which can be very difficult to correlate to what the arrays would do for a production workload. John, can you tell us a little bit more about what kind of benchmark programs do customers use? Iometer is a public domain or a, a free program that you can get out there on the web. People have used that historically, especially on Windows, although the engines for it are supported on many other platforms. Lately, I'm seeing an awful lot of VDBench, and finding that VDBench is actually a very powerful tool can do a lot of things like support SKU, support various workloads all together at the same time, support ramp-up workloads, which are, in my opinion, the best kind of benchmarks to run, rather than just running unlimited I.O. rates, which people run unlimited, and the response time then is going to be high, because you're always generating queues and you're hitting the wall. Your response time is going to be indeterminate. You're not going to be able to really make much sense of it. Whereas if you're on a ramp-up curve, to start at a low I.O. rate and go up to the maximum, you can see the response time as you approach the limit and see that the response time is good before you hit the limit. The VD Bench actually supports a ramp uh, function in it. So I think VD Bench is actually a cool tool. A lot of people use it. It's out there. It's available. You don't have to pay for it. Other folks are using appliances. Like, for instance, we had a couple customers using the Load Dynamics appliance from Virtual Instruments. We had one customer actually take traces with the virtual instrument trace tools to be able to replay their production workload onto various platforms, again, to make sure those platforms could support their workload, and they use the load dynamics appliances to do that. And that's a great way to emulate the production workload as opposed to trying to come up with a VD bench version of it, which may or may not include the same locality, the same sequences. Things like this are hard to determine sometimes from just looking from stuff like IO stat or even array stat. 
Do we work with customers to help configure these tests on site? Or do they do them themselves, or is there a mix? How does that work? It's best if we can get involved up front, help people design their testing, make sure they're doing it the right way, and trying to test something that's realistic, trying to do the ramp test, like I mentioned, if they're testing something like compression, to make sure they introduce skew, because our compression algorithms are adaptive, and they rely on skew in order to perform at their best. Setting a success criteria up front so you know the end goal instead of having an open-ended, let's just push everything to max and see you know what comes up. Because in the end, you have a business objective that you're doing this and your success criteria should be defined up front saying that this is what I would like to achieve and then see whether you can meet that criteria or not. How does performance benchmarking relate to properly sizing the array? The customer has given us a particular expectation. We need a system that can deliver 200,000 IOPS with this particular workload. And we put it through size and we size a system that should support that workload. We deliver it to the customer. The customer may say, hey, I trust you, but I'm going to verify. So I'm going to run some tests with the workload that I specified that you size for and make sure the system delivers it. If a customer is moving from, let's say, a VMAX 20K, and they have a workload running on it, they want to move over to, let's say, a new PowerMax 2000. And we want to make sure, hey, well, how big of a system do we need? I got this 8-engine 20K, let's say, and I want to see if I can fit it into a, let's say, maybe even a 1-engine 2000. Will it work? And you can take the workload right directly off of the current running VMAX system, put it into Sizer, and the system will size it. And that's also a very good way to size, because then you're getting a production workload, able to read it directly into the sizing tool and make sure that the target platform can support it properly. Do you guys have any real-world examples of effective performance benchmarking? Well, I think that one that I mentioned where the customer took a trace of their production workload and replayed it was a very good example and I think a very good methodology. The best tests are ones that try to mimic your production workload as closely as possible. I've seen customers have a list. They want to do read, miss, test at 4K, 8K, 32K, 64K, 128K, 256K, 1 meg. And then they walk around and they do the same thing for writes, and then they do random and sequential. end up with hundreds of tests. And I usually tell them, that these kinds of tests we run in our lab, if you need some of this data, we'd be welcome to share that data with you. We can give you that information. We don't necessarily run every workload profile possible. So they may have something that's a little unique and doesn't really line up with any of our internal tests. And that's where those kinds of tests are ones that might make sense for a customer to run. I think the takeaway message is the whatever your benchmarking should reflect what's running or expected to run in production. Because once you have that, then you can scale that workload in performance. For example, you can double it, quadruple it, or increase it by 10%, 50% to see what would be the response time of the system when you do those type of scale operations. And that would be more insightful than running canned workloads where you cannot relate them to your production you end up with some number that will be difficult for anyone to interpret what that means versus having real production numbers where you measure latency and response time and other attributes that you can relate to your business. Guys, I know a lot of workloads are bursty. You have, for example, the transition from the batch window to the initiation of the online day, or you might have a particular time of day that's got a lot of activity. How do you simulate the peaks and valleys of a typical workload in your benchmarks? Most of the benchmark tools that I mentioned, like BD Bench and Iometer, are not that good at generating, especially really short bursts of I.O. 
But as long as you're generating the load that matches the peaks of the burst, then you should be able to write through these bursts with no problem. The two different cycles, online and batch kind of cycles, day-night kind of cycles, those are easy to simulate. It's usually a different profile. Your online or your daytime activity may be transactional and smaller block, and maybe your batch or your backup workloads are more sequential, more larger block maybe more read. You can simulate those two different kinds of workloads separately, but the instantaneous bursts are more challenging to recreate, especially with benchmark tools. But again, if you run them at least at the peak load you'd see during the burst, then you should be able to handle the burst with no problem. All right, guys, this has been great information on VMAX benchmarking. Any final thoughts? I'll just say that storage benchmark can be very time-consuming and can drain a lot of resources, not provide a lot of useful data if not done properly. If the customers, you are willing to do it, that's fine. Just to make sure that you are testing what's relevant to your operating environment. Spend some extra time in customizing the workload that fits into your environment, that reflects your environment, and then run benchmark tests based on those I.O. profiles rather than going through canned workloads that John mentioned is just doing 100% reads of this size, that size, that size, and then changing matrix and creating a large matrix of numbers that will be nearly impossible to interpret for anyone to see, okay, this is good, this is bad. And then even if in that case, if you make a decision, then it doesn't really reflect what is going to run in your production. So in the real world, test for the real world. Correct. Real world is not always possible to get with these, you know, simulated workloads, but you can at least attempt to get closer to real world. Rather than going through canned workloads, you can just try to reflect, for example, some form of time variation as well as different I.O. types, different I.O. sizes mixing in, as well as, you know, for example, certain volumes do more I.O.s than the others. Uh, reflecting those type of variations in your workload will gain a lot more insights than just running uniform workloads across the board. Okay, guys, this has been great info on performance benchmarking. Thank you so much, and hopefully we'll see you again on a future PowerMax Byte Chat. Thank you, Bruce. And John, thank you for joining us today. All right.